All right, folks, welcome to episode 26 of Biomast, the podcast, the one and only, the uh, the reigning undisputed heavyweight champion of Dust Podcasts, apparently. Uh, the fact that I think we're the only competitor has absolutely nothing to do with the fact we're the champ, just throwing that out there. Uh, tonight, we actually have a pretty short show tonight. Uh, we, we like to go for quality over quantity, and usually what we, we tend to do is go way more quantity than we do than we have quality, so... We had to kind of pare things down. We wanted to shake things up. So we brought in uh, a, a special guest tonight. A lot of you folks that are veterans in the dust community will recognize him. And uh, we'll let him get an intro in just a second. Uh, but it's, it's going to be uh, myself, uh, Soraya Zell, and our special guest star. And we're going to start out with a little bit of intro. So, John, why don't you give us a quick intro to who you are, brother? Hey, guys. I'm General John Ripper, or Immortal John Ripper now. I'm just, I've been playing dust since open beta i haven't i didn't i never played closed beta but i love this game and i've been around for a long time awesome he he is otherwise known as the man of a thousand alts and the likest of the like generators uh actually that's a great punk rock name uh, you got to steal that one for your band brother uh, zell i'm soraya zell a cpm1 member a co-host here on biomast and a leader of the top men alliance Alrighty, and I'm Jason Larison. I'm a uh, member of OSG Planetary Operations on Dust and Agony Unleashed on the Eve side. And I am also a co-host here on uh, Biomast. So tonight, like I said, we get kind of a mini-sode for you tonight. Uh, And that's okay. Sometimes things are a little bit slow for us in the dust world. But the cool thing is we've got um, a couple couple sort of key topics that we'll we'll, uh, lay out for everybody and we'll just kind of chat through. Again, pretty informal tonight. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with a CPM1 update from Soraya. I got nothing for you today. (laughs) It's it's been a slow week. It's been a slow week everywhere. Well, well, you know, and actually that that is, uh, I, I kind of figured you were going to say that. Not that I have any idea what you're going to say before we start the show, by the way. Of course but, not. Um, actually, that is something I did want to bring up, though, is I'm, I'm kind of curious just on your general thoughts. Um, since you, you, you and the other CPM1 guys have been kind of in the saddle for, you know, several weeks now. Are you, is it more or less the amount of information that you thought you would you would be seeing prior to your, your election. I'm just kind of curious about that. Um, probably pretty similar. I mean, I, I would like more than we get all the time, but you know, um, I, I don't think that there's certainly not a huge issue with information that we need not being available either. Um, I, I think sometimes people like I've seen a couple forum posts that act like, uh, you know, well, we should have all this information. And I always, I always kind of chuckle a bit because usually it's information that we don't have. Um, you know, is we, we don't have like access to, you know, f- financial spreadsheets and, and, you know, um, the server statistics and everything. It's like we get information when, you know, we're discussing a certain issue with someone at CCP and they, there, there's just, there's no need to, you know, in their case to, um, not, prevent present the relevant information but it's not like we just have access to this cache of data it'd be kind of fun if we did but we don't okay now i mean that that's kind of cool so uh, i'm just kind of curious but do you guys uh like broadly is it the is it the type of information or data uh that you thought you'd see not just like the quantity but like is 
are you guys able to see or interact with enough stuff to to provide like uh, the valid feedback or be able to uh, yeah I would say you know, so. pluck the right stuff from the community yeah I mean we we know where the the you know priorities are and and we can kind of see where the community is sitting and and uh, we we talk to Ritati and Lajibro excessively probably probably more with them than I thought I would necessarily be is is you know they're they're people don't probably don't realize just how seven days a week their their um you know commitment to the game really is okay i mean that that's pretty cool man um now i'm just kind of curious but and, and fully acknowledging that you may or may not be able to say anything about it but the um uh there was a lot of discussion prior to the election that there were some caveats put in there by ccp that it, it was a dust focused CPM and there was like this assumption that over time there would be more interaction reference Legion. Is that, um, would you say that that is more or less accurate or do you see the role changing? Um, I, w- I would say that, uh, you know, I think when we're needed on the topic, um, you know, we're, we're included on it, but, uh, the, the job has primarily been focused on dust. We, you know, we, we know where, where Legion is, but it, it's really been, um, you know, how do we keep, you know, improving on dust on, on the steps that have already been taken since Rotati took over, um, you know, to, to really push this as a, a longer term game than some people may think that it, it's meant to have. Okay. All right, because I do think fair. there is a lot of life in it that people don't realize. Well, I think there's going to be as much life as there's going to be life in the PS3, right? Well, and you know, there there was some, you know, the PS2 is still a heavily used console. I mean, you know, Where? It, all over the place. It's just not, you know, I mean, they're not making new games for it. But well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, I'm with you. I'm just, but when you say the PS2 is still in heavy use, is that like overseas? Um, I'm trying to remember when's the last time I saw a, st- a particular story about the PS2, but it, it, like from my recollection, like they stopped selling it in some places only a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of people talk, oh, the PS4, the PS4, but that's a $400 console that a lot of people haven't bought, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I, I'll be interested to see what that looks like come around Christmas time, though. Yeah, well, that's part of it, but another part is the price drop because I got, you know, when I got my PS3 for for Dust, um, it was two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and it was it was released at seven hundred. Jeez, I I I had no idea. Like I I got mine for way under that. Okay. Yeah, no, when it was released, it was a seven hundred dollar device. What was that, Ripper? Yeah, I forgot about that too, and I got mine for like three hundred. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's one of those things. People, it's you know, it's nice to say, oh well, you should support the latest thing that's four hundred dollars. But to be honest, you know, there's a reason that games do well if they have lower specifications. Yeah, man, no, I, that's that's absolutely correct. I think the probably the one thing I'd add to that is um, not not so much of a counterpoint, but like an addendum that that works really well, but expecting people to hang on to the PS3 for a single game is, I think would be a pretty naive strategy on, on, you know, from a business model standpoint. I mean, it's just, it's really not a viable option uh, over time. And now I could see if there's a a thought that it would migrate to 
you know, to certain other global markets and stuff like that. Cause you know, a lot of gaming systems or, or games in general will do that. They'll migrate around uh, to different parts of, you know, Asia and South America in particular, you know, over, you know, once they hit a certain shelf life uh, and I could actually kind of see some of that happening with dust, but I, I don't know. It's just, it, it just me. I just kind of curious, uh, you know, cause I, I generally tie the life of dust directly to the, if not necessarily the lifespan of the PS3 uh, in terms of, you know, a viable global sales platform for Sony, but more along the lines of when is it just not worth having uh, a PS3 solely for the purpose of playing what is, you know, effectively an Uber beta for a different game that may or may not be greenlit. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's I, I don't see it as as just a, you know a beta for Legion. It it really shouldn't be thought of that way. There is a lot more players playing this game than you know. I, it, it's it's doing in in my view, it's it's doing fine. Um, it it comes down to you know, and if people are going to say, well, the game's not good enough for me to keep my PS3 because I want the what fifty bucks you'll get for it at GameStop. It might be seventy five. Um, you know, that's, that, that just means the game isn't good enough, but no. you know, well, I, I think the, I think that to me, the bigger point is, um, like it, it, like the three of us, we have in this room, we've all been, we've been playing dust for a pretty long time. And the, I mean, the reality is there's nothing new going to happen in this game. Uh, you know, tweaking, you know, some rifles and some vehicles here and there that, which frankly needed to be done. And I think they're doing a, a pretty solid job at that's really not going to cut it over time. You know, the graphics aren't going to get better gameplays you know, like game mechanics in general, like, uh, like the game world itself, the social functions, the, you know, the games, the, it is what it is. It's basically plateaued other than um, like some minor tweaks that they can do uh, right now. And, and, and again, they're doing a great job at it, but effectively, you know, what you get, what you got right now is what you got, you know, period. So, I, and I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, but the reality is that time marches on. And then, you know, as other games, you know, are populated out there, people are going to be interested in those. And, 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 and you know, the, the simple fact is uh, over time, a lot more people will migrate over to uh, the next gen consoles or really the current gen consoles. And that's just how it works. I mean, the PS4 has been out for, gosh, almost a year now, right? Sure. But I mean, there's, there's, plenty of games that that do outlive past their you know active development life cycle you know there's tons of games oh, you're right. still you're play, right. people still play you know people still go back and play you know quake 3 and i think there's still people who run tournaments based off of it it, it you know it it doesn't you know and i don't think development is is ended per se i think you know there there's a lot of things you can play with and there's a lot of things that are are left on the list to be done but you know first and foremost is getting some common sense in to the balance sure no i mean i'm i'm like i said i don't disagree with these all i'm just all i'm doing is i'm just pointing out that um well while dust is is as good as it has probably ever been it it is what it is right now and that's what it's going to be until you know, dust is, is no more, you know, whenever that is. Uh, and I think that's, I don't think that's evil. And I don't think that's, and that's certainly not saying that dust is dying or any of that other jazz. I'm just, I mean, that's a simple fact It you know, it, it is what it is. And if it was going to be anything more, I think we all realize that 
um, you know, Sony would have taken, or correction, CCP would have taken a vastly different tact as opposed to putting, you know, two very motivated and, you know, emotionally and, and you know, mentally involved guys like Lodgy Bro and Rattati and like basically made them the point men for it. And then everybody else like walked away to work on a different game, which may or may not ever see the light of day. But, you know, that, like I said, it, it's not evil. I mean, the game is, it, as you pointed out, doing quite well, you know. Uh, now, that's a relative term. It's still a very, very small market share in, uh, you know, in its style of FPS play. But it's doing pretty good, and, and it is still a lot of fun to play. I mean, I don't I don't think anybody would challenge – well, I'm sure there's people that challenge that. But me personally, I think it's still, it's still fun to play. But it's just um, – I think it's one of those where, you know, there's a reality that it's, it's – Stagnant is not the word I'm looking for, but it's um, it's definitely plateaued. Does, does that kind of make sense? Well, what would you say is plateaued? Okay. Uh, I'm never going to see more than 16 people on a side. I'm not going to see any more new maps. I'm high, high probability I will not see any uh, in-game assets that, it, that are new con- that's new content. I'm not going to see any of the functions that were... You know, even the baseline functions such as player trading and you know things like that that are kind of a staple for most socially oriented games uh, of of any stripe. Uh, I think I think what we have literally the framework of what we have is what we have, and and we can work to make it better, and we can we can continue to polish it and and you know work out the friction points on it. But I think what you have right now is what you got. Well, I mean, if you if you look at what can be done for the first part in in the hot fixes, um, you know, there's there's quite a, a bit that I think could be done in terms of creating new variants and stuff like that that can liven up, you know, the the variety of things more than we have now. But the other thing is, is you know, they are developing assets for Legion, and I, I don't think it's inconceivable that they could be, you know, that we could get some of those things brought back. Um, you know, they're both. Both games are, are supposed to run on the same game engine, um, so it shouldn't be inconceivably difficult. Um, but it, it comes down to, um, you know, how, how well Dust is actually, you know, performing at that time, and if it's if it's worth the resources. Because, you know, that's it does come back down to the fact that they're a business, and, you know, they're going to make decisions based on what, what they have to work with. All right. No, I, I think that's fair, man. So... I got to ask a question then. What do you think is going to happen first? We'll get a new asset in game, like let's say I don't know, a new style of drop suit or a new or new weapon or something like that that we haven't seen before, or CCP Rouge actually speaks to the community. Which one happens first? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> and that's my point. <laughs> hey, we looks like we got another guest dropped in. Iron Wolf, why don't you give us give everybody a quick intro, man? Hello, I'm Honorable Saber, uh, CPM One Council Member, and general generalized gamer today. Good deal. Well, hey, so we we've just been kind of we we were kicking around the idea that Zell did his uh, he had a very in depth uh, CPM uh, update. I was kind of surprised at how much information he was able to put out. I mean, it's probably one of the most <laughs> it, it was honestly one of the most informative CPM One the, updates that I think that I've heard since we've been doing this. Going heavily with the trolling, huh? Oh come on, that's not trolling, baby. No, no, it's it was pretty good. I mean, we're we're just uh, we're having a we're just jousting around a little bit. Uh, 
you know, since it's just a slow week, so, you know, everybody's poking a little bit. It's all good stuff. We're really glad you could join us tonight, though, man. I don't know if you had to wait till you hear the intro he gave. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you, man, we, we could we could do this all in wrestling promo voice. It'd be awesome. I I, I assure you, it'd be it'd be good stuff. We'll have to do that one night. Um, Let's get ready to rumble. No, no, no. So you got to get some more heart into it. You got to get more heart heart into it. Yeah, my mic can't pick what? up louder than that. If you're if you're uh, gonna okay. criticize, you better deliver on on something better. Oh, really? Okay, hang on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. CCP proudly brings to you the reigning, undisputed heavyweight champion of the Dust Podcast World, Biomast. All right, how's that? If I could clap with one hand, I'll do it right now. Wait, let me try. I'm, te- I'm telling you, man. Like when I was growing up, my I, like I saw, I solidly wanted to be on uh, either. Uh, I really wasn't a WWF fan, but I was a huge WCW fan. So I could, I'd, I'd really want to lean more towards the WCW, or I could be a college, you know, football coach. Either one of those two, I'd have been perfectly happy. So basically, I failed at every goal I set in life, and uh, now I'm talking to you guys uh, on a podcast about a video game that nobody knows about. So it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Had to give you mad props. That was probably better than anything I could ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no drama, man. We'll have to lead that one off of the show next time. <laughs> oh shoot! So uh, all all joking aside, well, I mean, not even all joking aside, but um, generally, what have you guys been doing in in uh, game for the last couple of weeks? Anything interesting or anything you want uh, people to to be aware of or make sure that uh, folks are tracking? I know we. We had some notes about officer weapons come out, and uh, I think the you know, the sidearm challenge went over pretty well. So what do you guys think? Just keep enjoying the bolt pistol until we nerf the crud out of it. <laughs> yeah, the booyah pistol? That thing's no joke, man. Like, uh, like absolutely. Well, I do want to bring one, one point up, but oh, I'm sorry. I no, no, go ahead, John. Well, as you were saying earlier, um, yeah, that dust has reached a plateau. Uh, much of the development team is working on another game, and they have a very small dev team that's just working on Dust. They're not adding new things, but just modifying code to balance stuff, just like those are hot fixes as we've seen. Um, there, there are a lot of games that have, um, like, they let players, like, mod certain things. It does, I'm not saying to put this game as open source, but make it partial so... Uh, maybe someone else could help contribute. It, there's, there's plenty of people that know um, like 3D modeling. I, I know it, for example, and then we could um, outsource for help for other people to help the developers. And all they got to do is either approve or disapprove changes or additions to this game. That is a pretty interesting take. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. A lot of people... Um you know, used Unreal for a long time, uh, you know, they can mod a lot of different stuff with it. And, and there were some really, really good mods out there, particularly for Unreal Tournament. And, and I could totally see that being, um, you know, that would be a really interesting and viable way if you really wanted to inject uh, a, like a, cl- a collaborative, positive relationship with the community and CCP. Now, I, I, I don't, I've never heard of that being done for, like a console game, I'm, I'm very familiar with it, with PC games. Has, have they ever done anything like that with a, or has anybody ever done anything like that with a console game? 
if it had been done through a console game, it would have had been done through the the company holding a contest of sorts. Like, submit us your best models. Submit. I mean, the closest I've seen this happen in a regular game would be um, Saints Row, where players were asked to bring uh, submit costume designs, and two of them had been brought in into a pack. One was like some sort of fishbowl thing, and the other guy was a pizza, uh, pizza delivery costume. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I actually, actually like John's idea a lot. I mean, that's uh, that's one of the things that the the community around Eve is known for. Yeah, I mean, they the amount of third party apps, software, websites that are in direct support of and actually augment the gameplay uh, on the Eve side is pretty staggering. If you know, if you don't, if you don't, those of you that play Eve know what I'm talking about. Those of you that don't, trust me. There, there are more helper apps, websites, programs, and spreadsheets than you can shake a stick at. Uh, but that that would be an interesting way to do that, John. I, I kind of like what your I kind of like where your head's at on that one. Uh, I think you would end up with um, it's almost it's, it's you know it's like it's a crowdsourcing crowdsourcing, which is not something a lot of uh, active game development shops do. There's a lot of people trying to do crowdfunding. But I think it'd be kind of interesting from a dust standpoint, like let people like uh, run it for a couple, three months or something like that. And then everybody submits, uh, you can submit your stuff in whatever format, you know, digital format, let them review it. And then if it's something that they can plug into the game or modify quickly and get into the game, that, that might actually be a pretty cool way to approach this. I, I think that there's like, you know, there's been a lot of suggestions from different people. Like, you know, can you Kickstarter, a, you know, a client patch or, or you know, something like that. I, I would have, I've before supported Threads suggesting, you know, just releasing some of the game assets completely still under copyright, but just um, so that people could create, you know, third party tools and applications using a bit more game resource type of stuff. Um, and I, I didn't see a whole lot of traction on those sort of sort of things. Um, I, I get the impression that something like that would be a really hard sell. Um, you know, it, especially because of, of the sort of optimization issues that are involved with, uh, you know, serving content to a PS3. Yeah, because they're kicking ass and taking names and developing the game right now, aren't they? Well, but I mean, I mean, the, the, the point is, is that adding, you know, I, I think it would be pretty difficult to expect um, the the player base to be able to create content that would fit all of the guidelines for CCP's customizations they've made to their engine and also be optimized enough to run well on the PS3 and, and uh, in Dust and stuff like that, especially since players don't have access to the test hardware. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, like I said, that's a it's a fair statement. I thought I think John's idea was actually pretty novel in its approach, and uh, at, at a minimum, you know, here, here's the thing: it would be really cool if uh, if if there was a more of a feel of a collaborative relationship about what's going on. I mean, I, I like I, said, I think Ritati right now is he's not quite a one man band, but he's pretty damn close to it uh, in terms of the the ability to touch the community and do things. Um, reference dust and now a whole separate you know, kind of ugly topic is what's going on with legion we, we can probably talk about that later but uh, you, like i said I, i'm just i think the suggestion of how do you crowdsource different things for um for dust is probably a very viable thought now it, there's very likely going to be some technical challenges as you pointed out but 
I think that's that's an approach that is well worth the time to at least explore. So let's see. Um, anybody got any cool stories or emergent gameplay, if you will, they've been exploring in Dust for the last week or two? I've been, I haven't been playing Dust, but I've been I've been exploring the EVIT API, messing around with it. Oh, that's always. Oh yeah. What are you working on, John? Um, I'm just I'm just learning the the REST API. Just trying different things. I tested like a server check, like the Eve offline site, and I, and I've noticed that there. You said there's a lot of tools for Eve, and I agree with you. I, I've been playing Eve, and I've been asking people for examples. But one thing I've noticed is there's a lack of tools for mobile, for mobile phones, and and that's something I'm interested in. Yeah, there's. I, uh, you know, you're you're actually spot on. There, there's two, like there's there's a lot of tools. There's two areas where I, I think people aren't taking advantage of, and one's definitely mobile. Uh, Mac client stuff is getting better, but on the mobile, they've got Nobody cares basically. About Macs. Uh, I'm just gonna pretend he didn't say that. Um, so in the mobile arena, there's there's really about two, maybe three. There's really two well known. Um, uh, app products. One's called Neocom. It's not a. It is not an official product, but it sure as hell looks like it's incredibly well done from a, a you know a mobile side. That's probably the the most useful one that I've seen. You can basically tap into all of um, all your Eve Gate that, stuff, that and you can throw your skill queue on. Yeah, it is. It's an. I'm um, sorry. It, it's an iOS app. And for Android, the Aura is the big one. Yeah, no, that's 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 a really good one. Now, it, one generally, real, I think that would be real mobile platform. Yeah, whatever. I think it would be pretty cool if uh, some somebody explored a little bit more in terms of what you could do from a mobile standpoint, like a fitting tool, you know, things like that that you can play yeah. around with. But I, I think that's definitely a market that's open. Exactly, and you you'll be able to do each side on the go. I mean, the big thing to me is the inability to actually send mail, and that's a matter of them getting Crest, um, you know, working. Uh, it's definitely getting better. I mean, you can, I mean, if you if you have a mobile device and you can pull in an app that's drawn API, it's just easy enough to tap onto your Eve mail uh, just to go through the Eve gate. I was working on those tools. Uh, I, I had told Sor Soraya about them, but after FanFest, I just lost all motivation for it, to be honest. I had tools for like a dust charts, but for mobile, and it would have notifications if you were attacked. So you don't got to be go online every single day to check if you have a fight or a match. So that'd yeah, be you'd cool. just be notified. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really nice. Yeah, like a dust timers thing, that would be good. I, mean, I wrote like a, you know, um, I, I don't know, John, if you've seen it, is, is I wrote a fairly simple one. It was one of the first ones when they released the district's endpoint. Um, but uh, that I never went as far as um, uh, dust charts did in UI or um, uh, stuff five one four did. Same when, here. Stuff five one four did way better than dust charts in actual information, like useful information. Um, dust charts, though, it, it became really popular because it it had that you know pretty pie chart thing to look at. But I think if you yeah, could, it went above and beyond. I I had so, so many. Issue. There are so many things that I did not like um, uh, as far as choices that the developer of Dust Charts made, and I did mail him about them, but he never, um, he, he 
went on to other projects and hasn't hasn't really been maintaining that site. Um, but like you know, it refers to alliances with a high tax rate as the greediest alliances, which is hilarious because of course it's the uh, you know alliances that are squatting on fifty districts that don't need a tax rate, um, and uh, they're they're not the greediest um, stuff like that. The fact that an alliance like um, you, you know an alliance would be referred to as the most bullied alliance because it had the most districts under attack. Well, no, it's the mo- it's it's the got the most districts under attack because it has ninety nine percent of the districts. Stuff like that that was just um, you know I think he tried to put too much um, emotion into the descriptions, which weren't really accurate given the situations of the game. Um, so that that kind of kind of bothered me. Um, but the thing that Stuff 514 did really well was they had they were monitoring close enough on what times things were announced um, that when you got um, attacked, you know, usually the a website can't tell you who attacked. And Stuff 514 would say, well, you know what, this this other district that we were monitoring went down in clones about the same at about the same time. So you probably got attacked by these guys or a clone pack. And that was something you couldn't get on any other website that was tracking districts. Yeah, I mean that's that's actually pretty good stuff. I mean, you you if you could do little things like uh, replicate what uh, they did on like Dust Thing or Proto Fits, e- even stuff like that would be like a really really handy add-on into uh, into like an all-in-one product that you could have. Uh, let's see. Let's see. For the last week or two, at least for me, um, I've I've had really honestly had limited game time. Probably only like an hour or two a week, uh, at least on Dust. So I, I'm probably not the the best guy for keeping up with current events. I, I will say this though, as as we joked about a little bit earlier, uh, I had a lot of uh, a lot of fun messing around with the bolt pistol, and it, it's definitely the space magnum. I, I'm digging it. Uh, so I'll, I'll hang on to that one at least for another few weeks. Uh, and I guess, you know, other than that, uh, I've just been uh, putting a lot of like, like one level one into, into different stuff, just messing around with things I've never tried, like different weapons and stuff. Uh, I, I, it's, it's one of those where if you've played long enough, it's, there's only so much that you can do to, to really jazz things up or change things. Um, I am, I am still enjoying, uh, running around, uh, in the cow heavy role right now. I'll probably put a little bit more points in the commando here pretty soon. And I really, actually the one thing I really do want to try is the, uh, the plasma cannon. Pokey's really got me, uh, he's really, really got me going on the plasma cannon now. So I'll probably drop, you know, a bunch of SP into that next, let's see, probably tomorrow. So other than that, I think that's about all I've got going on. How about you, Zell? Anything? Oh, not much. It's, um, it's been a fun, uh, fun RL week. So. Oh no, I can totally understand that, man. Uh, Destiny getting getting you down? <laughs> no, um, I, I don't give a credit about Destiny. Uh, no, um, I, I've been trying to pl- uh, get get uh, a little bit more time in actually giving attention to my pets. So, um, rather than just lying around here. Okay. All right, man. Yeah. That's fair enough. We've we've been doing a small. I, I've actually started um doing a I take uh take my ferret over to my parents' house so that he can play with the other ferrets and stuff like that. I think I think I think my, my my headset was messing up. Could you say that again? 
Oh, I was saying I was I, I take my pet ferret over to my parents' place, um, and uh, let it play around with the other ferrets because they have they have a few as well, and you know just try okay. and give them yeah, a bit more attention. No, my my mic wasn't messed up. I just couldn't believe you actually said those words out loud. <laughs> Ouch. I'm 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 over here looking at my half German Shepherd, half Pit Bull, that the people in the neighborhood affectionately refer to as Pac Man, and and I'm thinking of your your ferrets. How so? I'm I'm just curious now. Well, I do need to get him some more toys, so uh, unfortunately that's how it works. But am I making uh, you feel bad about your pet care? <laughs> No, no, well, a little bit. I was like, yeah, I feel bad because he's sitting here just staring at me. He's like, what are you doing? Are you talking to a computer screen? What the hell? I was like, all right, sorry, man. Yeah, well, see, the the, the ferret's asleep right now, but that's because I, I, I had him running around over there for like, you know, an so, hour right, and a half. So today, between you and Zatara, you get something about these, like, he had those do- those little, like, Bichon Frises or whatever the hell he's got just eating his ass up that other the other week. Now you've got, like, sleeping sleeping weasels. That's that's your new dust name, Sleeping Weasel. You need to start an alt with that. Hey, my pets don't make noise when I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, no, no I mean, that's, that's fair enough, man. Foreign meetings. Ouch. That, 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 was, that was a low blow. He's not here to defend himself. But it's Oh, he does try to mention them, at least. I'm telling you, man, those dogs are OP. Straight up. He wants yeah. to end a conversation topic. He just has the dog start barking. Yeah, no, that that's that's about right. Um, so, uh, well, unless anybody's got anything else about like uh, stuff they've been doing in game, I, I did want to. We kind of talked a little bit about it uh, when we first kind of kicked it off, sort of truly by accident. And I was kind of, uh, you know, I was listening to the podcast from last week, and I heard Pokey uh, kind of, you know, he went into you know, his sort of Dennis Hopper rant on um, what's going on, what's going on with Legion and why isn't anybody talking to us? And, you know, I'm driving the Jeep around, uh, you know, I'm running like a thousand and one air, you know, errands all over like Seattle and, you know, different parts of the Olympics, you know, for the last two or three days. And I'm listening to this and and I'm like, yeah, right on, man. Power to the people, man. What like they're get their boot on our necks. God, we got to get some information here. And, and, you know, you get really upset about it. It's like, but it's a good sign. It's in a weird way. It's a sign because we we've all connected with the game and really more to the point with the community. Uh, we've, we've become part of a gaming community that's centered around this game. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of laughed about it, but, but Pokey's right. I, I did want to just at least put that out there and, and kind of, you know, kick the idea around with you guys for a minute. Like what is, um, at least for you guys, and I, it's a personal question, but you ask that everybody has to ask themselves. But you know, where at what point do you get? Um, does the average player who may not have access to like the level of insider information that the CPM has, like where where would be a uh, a logical or or uh, I guess expected point? Uh, that they get to when they're like, look, I'm just tired of messing around with this. I'm just, you know, somebody call me if you ever, you know, have Legion, you put anything on the street and just walk away from uh, the CCP Shanghai, you know, properties. Like wh- where do you, where, where do you think guys get to that point at? Is it now, you know, like a lot of guys that were here pre fan fest. Do you, I mean, cause I certainly see it coming that you're, you're not going to have a mass exodus, but anybody that has been around this game, 
for more than six months, they start to very quickly figure out that, you know, you know, I, that's why I, I guess I was saying earlier that I think we plateaued that, you know, really the next, the next big thing needs to be somebody saying something about Legion. What's your thoughts on that? My general thoughts is that maybe um, other companies have done the research already and they've come to find out this is probably around a month and a half to two month cycles. I see a lot of point one conversion patch uh, content patches being based around this or a lot of MMOs. And they, like I said, they probably have put a lot of money into this to figure this out or learn the hard way. So that'll be my gander on the, for the average player. So most folks we have now are people who are coming back because of the hotfixes and teetering in and out. Or most of those are just really hardcore players right now. But players who are joining us, they got about maybe two months before they start cycling out because there's nothing seemingly happening from their point of view. And so many of the players do just blow right through the... Um, they don't go to the forums, they don't follow Twitter, they don't watch you... Uh, they don't go to Facebook... And they definitely don't read the patch notes at the start. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a fair statement. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't thought about that, but you're you're right. I think it's you know I look at it from the viewpoint of a veteran that's been playing for you know almost two years or right at two years, and you're trying to figure out what's the like you know there, there's not much in the game right now for me it is and probably a lot of guys in our sort of age bracket in dust. One advantage that Dust does have, though, it is a free-to-play game, so there is no remorse in leaving the game, and there's a little excuse to not try it again later on, because it's not going to cost you a dime to like pop back in and say hi, play a couple of games, figure out where to see what the game is, and pop back out if it's still not in a state you would like. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fair, and, and I do think that... Um... You know the patches or hotfixes they've been putting out. I, I I would suspect that a whole lot of people do actually log in, download it, and at least you know kind of play a few matches to see if it just feels different. You know that kind of thing. So you know from that aspect, it's good. But I, I don't think you're. It, it's it's really different, difficult to generate. You know, like that consistent level of commitment that you had a lot of the veterans back when you had a a really solid PC, and then faction warfare looked like it was actually going to be a thing. And it's it's not an easy thing to do in the game industry. I mean, you look at World of Warcraft; they had over 300 developers at once. They've well, they have lots of developers still, and they still managed to cut 200 people out of their studio, and they're still developing for World of Warcraft. I mean, it's insane. And the fact is, despite the monumental budgets, the efforts, the uh, all the new exciting content patches, they still cannot retain the players. They're still constantly losing about a million players a year. Hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, it's, I've never really messed around with WoW. I mean, I know it's a, uh, you know, relatively speaking to anything that CCP puts out, including Eve, it's a, it's a, a very large chunk of the mark of the MMO market share. It is. And that's why there's so many goddamn clones of it. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's pretty fair. But they hit uh, the nail on the head on one thing, which was accessibility. I mean, if you've tried the original request, it was not something easy to get into. And it scared a lot of players. It scared a lot of potential customers away. World of Warcraft just made it easy for everybody. It almost casualized the genre, but it made it appealing to the mass market as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess my general thoughts right now, uh, it's um, uh, I, I kind of previewed a little bit earlier, and and believe me, guys, when I when I say this, I'm I'm definitely not. 
I'm not doing my Kane Sparrow imitation where, you know, like the sky is falling and I told you all. Uh, it's literally like I I look at it as a customer who's who's actually coughed up real money for a free-to-play game um, for a long time. And I've really thoroughly enjoyed playing it and I thoroughly enjoy being a part of the community and, and the, you know, like the social uh, and the meta functions in, in Dust, uh, just like I do in, in EVE, by the way. Uh, but the reality is I, you know, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at the point where Pokey was, uh, last week, which is, uh, I got dust. I know what dust is. Dust is dust. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be anything more to me than what it is right now because the odds of the, of something actually new occurring in the game is exceedingly low. Uh, and what is, I've found incredibly frustrating is, um, uh, you, you know, there was a lot of hype about CCP Rouge taking over as the executive producer prior to FanFest. And, you know, the, the CPM Zero, of which Iron Wolf was a part of, uh, carried a lot of water for him on the forums. Uh, you know, you'd, all, you'd also see blue tags and, oh, this guy's awesome. This guy's great. He's doing this. He's going to do that. Um, you know, FanFest was, you know, kind of a debacle. I got that, you know, that but when you move on, debacle is, um, that's a whitewash piece right well, there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I mean, let's be real. It was a grease fire. I don't think anybody doesn't think it wasn't. I mean, but, and then for about a week and a half, and about two weeks, you actually saw engagement with the community, like about Legion. And there hasn't been a peep, uh, for months now. Uh, we haven't heard from anybody outside of Ritati and occasionally Logi Bro in, in his new role as part of the consolidated CCP uh, community team. So I, I'm kind of in the mode, at least as far as CCP Shanghai goes, that I, I kind of have to vote on the actions and the communications I see or I don't see. Right now, they're not acting because they're certainly not talking about it. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out, you know, why should I support their activities any longer? Because I don't think that they're uh, supporting me as a paying customer, if that makes sense. I'll speak frankly as a former C CPM Zero who's had experience with the first EP and with the current uh, EP. I won't go into anything NDA about this, so, so don't expect any juicy details of what CCP Rooch has been up to. But in comparison to the previous CP, CCP Rouge is a is still a night and day difference. We're still CPM one is still has a fairly good idea of what he's doing, and the things he's doing. I wish I could tell everybody, but it's just something that we cannot share. It will be have to be up to CCP to share this, and a lot of these things will not concern the average player, but they will concern the community who are really concerned for, uh, who are really interested in um, Legion and Dose's future. And like I said, it will be truly up to CCP to actually come out and communicate all the things that um, CCP Rouge has to deal with in, as EP of this product, of both products. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. But, you know, I would also say that right now they're literally in the process of, like, shooting their own foot, like, every day that they don't talk to people. Because and, uh, I play EVE a lot, and I can go onto the EVE forums, and you see, like, a raft of dev posts like from different people, you see blogs, you see Twitch streams, you see engagement with the community on, on a pro probably an all time high. Like I haven't seen them do this in years, like the level of uh, 
you know, engagement they have with the community. They, they go on podcasts like every other week. We've got dev guys going out on that shit. Um, th- there's a lot of things going on right now where they're they're taking such an active, a proactive stance on the Eve side. The, and then on the Dust Legion side, it's total stealth mode. And it's it's really it's really frustrating. And we've talked about on the show before is, you know, I can go to any other, any number of other games uh, that are, uh, you know, uh, that, that are probably going for the same style of player base that Legion would go for uh, that are in development. And, you know, their level of, of engagement is dramatically higher than anything coming out of, uh, out of, Shanghai right now. So they might be literally making the Jesus game back there for all I know. But the reality is like, they're not saying anything. They're basically ignoring us. And I'm certainly not going to, you know, channel my inner Pyrex and and go full tinfoil hat. But like it, it, you have to understand again, people that don't have anywhere near the same access or, you know, or engagement that the CP, that, you know, that the handful of people on the CPM have, as far as I'm, if, if I didn't know you guys and, and don't, didn't talk to you on a regular basis about it, I would pretty much come to the conclusion that CCP has definitely written off dust and they're using it as the trickle stream of cash. Um, you, you know, I, it makes me wonder how many people that play dust actually know there's a thing called Legion. That's how much they don't talk about it. Unfortunately, that's the problem when you're having a game versus a project. And I'm pretty sure there's people out there who's like, what's the difference? And it's like, it, because think, the finical thing about, the finicky thing about projects is that anything can happen. It can change on a 180. I mean, if, if you actually followed any projects, even unannounced ones, um, I'll point to Blizzard's Titan MMO again. Um, there was a couple of times they just deleted everything and started over. Yep. Well, well, no, I've no, I've never gone into the details of the game itself. They have stated that's why it's taken so long for Titan to actually have any sort of details of what it to what it was because they Blizzard themselves could not find what sort of game they wanted to make. Well, I, I think it'd be fair to say that they probably know what kind of game they want to make with Legion, right? To, to call <laughs> Dust a failed game is 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 not inaccurate, but it's also not the whole truth. Uh, it was able to deliver what it was able to deliver based on the design studio and the hardware it had available to work with. Um, but what they originally set out in terms of the vision and what they claimed that they were going to have in Dust, if you use that at least as the baseline start point for what Legion could slash should be, you, you probably have a pretty good idea of what you want the game to be, unless they're radically changing it. And at that point you know, you kind of need to tell the, tell the community that anyway. So again, you know, I, you know, they might be doing some great stuff behind closed doors, but it's in fairness, it it is not helping them. They specifically said that Legion was, you know, a new game, which indicates at least some desire to change things from the status quo. Right. And the Um, video they showed us was 100% exactly right off dust. Yeah, that that it was, and and um, my my personal inclination is that the the notion that they even uttered Legion in at FanFest was a horrible mistake. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, and and don't get me wrong, like they literally might be making some incredible stuff 
but the the approach that they're taking with the community that that wants to do nothing but help them or at least you know be you know at least try to be a collaborative part of the design process which is becoming much more of a thing nowadays in terms of game development i mean this is the kind of this is the kind of thing that that makes you really scratch your head about how they're handling this. Unfortunately, we can't do anything more about it on the Legion side until it, it starts becoming a game. Uh, for now, we got Dust Five One Four and CCP Rotati, who's very open to this process. He's spearheading it pr fairly well, and he's taken lots of suggestions from players, lots of complaint, uh, lots of feedback, lots of um, data, and he's trying to deliver on a lot of it as much as he could uh, with the lot of resources he has. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't doubt that. I'm just, I, I guess it's one of those things, you know, if you play the same game that doesn't, effectively doesn't change for, you know, the better part of two years, you get kind of tired of it, or, or at least even though it's fun to play with your friends, you get more out of playing with your friends than you play in the game, uh, which is not a bad thing. Uh, and then Legion is really the next thing you have to look for. Or, or if there were more iterations, uh, like client-side iterations that were coming out for for Dust, you know, there's there's something that would prevent you know that plateau or stagnation, which again is very relative based on the player you're talking about. And I freely admit that. Um, but and you know, I remember at one point there was some questions coming around about like, hey, how do we get veteran players back in the uh, back playing the game? Well. You know, a lot of a lot of folks gave that feedback, but I don't think there's anything that CCP can do to bring those veteran players back right now. Well, there's nothing they can do directly to get these players back, but there, I have been seeing posts on a near. Well, I've been seeing almost on a daily basis these days, are veteran players coming back. They're trying to game out after months of absences, and they're actually enjoying the game for once. Of course, there have been some players that came back and like first thing, first things out of them, I was like, nothing's changed, and they left around one point four or earlier. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of it is, you know, it's relative to what you play and wh what you do, and uh, you know, like what what's your style of gameplay, that kind of thing. Um, you know, like I said, D Dust is is a lot of fun, uh, and it, and it's particularly a lot of fun when you're playing with your friends. But it is, um, you know, it's not going to be what I think most of us got into the game under the impression that, you know, it's not going to be what we were told it's going to be. And, and it, you know, no emotion in that. It's just, you know, that's a fact. And the thing that they're touting is going to be that. And I remember distinctly CPM zero guys that were saying, Hey, they, you know, I know it came out poorly at FanFest. It came out horribly at FanFest, but they're literally everything you guys have ever asked for. That's what they're trying to put in this game. You know, in 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 Legion, and it, you know, and like I said, for a brief minute, they were they were trying to engage. They engaged the community a little bit, so it makes me wonder: Did they not like it? Did like so? CCBZ when he, who I, hell, I don't even know the guy's still there or not. Like because we have yeah, but my point is we haven't heard from him in how long? Like they they talked to the community about Legion for literally a minute, and. That that one forum area blew up when people were trying to trying to like figure out what was going on or give feedback or see what the new game was going to be. And you had a lot of people that were more than willing to to actually you know do their own homework, kind of like what John was talking about. Like there's people in our community, unlike a lot of other games, that would put their own time into offering like real actual homework, design homework for people. 
to try to make the game better. I mean, and then they shut all that off like a faucet going off. So, you know, I, I have to judge them off of what they, what they do uh, and what they say. What they, what they say is not much. What they do is, you know, again, nothing that we can see or, or interact with. Uh, so, I mean, like I said, not trying to sound like a Debbie Downer, but it, it's just, and I truly hope that Legion comes out and it kicks ass. And, and I really hope it does. But right now, as you guys pointed out, it's not even a game. It's a, it's, it's a thing, but it's not a game yet. Uh, and Dust is, is a lot of fun, but it's, you know, it, it is not going to get much better. We can put some new paint jobs on it and maybe change the tires occasionally, but it's it, what you get is what you get right now. Well, my idea is that it doesn't have to be this way. Things could change. Things could be different. It's just there will be there they will there will be obstacles, but the player base the I think most people agree that the community is the best part of Dust. That the communication being be in sixteen player games and PC talking to every single person. And just being everyone being focused on the game, like it, it just gives you so into it because everyone else is so into it, and you're all working together. It's very unique. I have never seen another first-person shooter work like Dust, and I, I don't, I don't want to see it fail. And I would like Legion to work the same way, but that doesn't mean that Dust has to die because Legion is coming out. Now the PS3, the PS4 can't come out, but the PS3 could have to have many more years ahead of it. Because people, there are still a lot of people that are slow to switching new consoles, waiting to for prices drop, or etc. I, I am more of a developer than a gamer, actually. So I can't give a lot of input on like the, the gaming. The question is: shit, Are, are uh, you more of a forum troll than you are a developer? I am both. I am usually forum trolling when I am compiling. Ah, <laughs> uh, that excuse. Yeah, no, no, I, I would be working, but my code's compiling. Yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> no, you know, John, you, you, you got a really good point. And, and I agree, it doesn't have to be the way it is now. But I, I think, and and I'm actually really intrigued by your idea, by the way. Like, like how do you, like if they would engage the community, I think they would be very pleasantly surprised with what they would get back. Um the but I I think that also requires a significant you know mental shift and a step forward for what uh, you know for how CCP is currently functioning, or at least CCP Shanghai is currently functioning. Yeah, well, I doubt this will be up to CCP Ratati who's charged. I, I think it will be up to someone higher up than him. But I would like that higher up to know about this idea and to at least consider it. Because even, like, I know I'm a developer, but I know I'm not the only developer that plays Dust. So I, I, I have experience in Java, C++, C. I could do 3D modeling and 3D Max, Maya, and Blender. I don't know what they use, but if they give me this information, I create things. And even if people do not have those skills, let's say that some guy's uh, an artist, a drawer, well, if they just tell them how to draw it, like if, you, if you're making 3D art, yes, they have concept art. But usually the, the, this concept art is a picture of the side, the back, the front at an angle. And they, implement, they put it all together in a grid and they just pulling out vertices just 
to make the shape. Like even artists could help other people that do have disability to create new weapons and stuff like that. So I, I just think that if, if this game has reached a plateau, then and it, and if it, and a lot of people share the feelings that it, it will end, that there's nothing more to it. Well, why not let uh, give us the ability to change things, improve things, and make things better for the everyone in the game? And it will take a lot of workload off of, of uh, CCP developers, for all they have to do is just approve or disapprove things and just and make minor modifications to our ideas and what we could contribute. I would love to create stuff for Dust. I, I really would love to. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a pro, but with all the practice, I, I think I would. I would have the motivation to do a lot more if I could. Well, I think, and that's, and I think what you're, and this is one of the, this is seriously one of the reasons I was actually really glad you were able to come on tonight, John. The, um, it, well, you know, to, when I hear you say that, that's like literally, that's the thing that separates Dust from every other first-person shooter I've I've ever played is, um, like the the community around the game that is more that is stronger than the game because a lot of things you know like like Call of Duty, Battlefield, and all that stuff, you know, th those are you know kind of like two-hour shoot 'em up action movie events that you that you can sit down and play for a minute. And, and it's one and done, you know, there's no, you know, uh, you, you don't get like this, you know, feeling that you're, you're, you know, you're greater than some of your parts when you have a bunch of, bunch of your friends playing and you're all, you're coordinating on uh, something as simple as, uh, you know, a strategy for the meta, or you're actually in the middle of a PC or a fat war match or something like that. Like you don't get that anywhere else, nor do you get the, like the out of game engagement, like you get, uh in dust or, or even in Eve. I mean, that's CCP. If again, I've said, said it many times, if they do anything well, they figure out a way to attract the type of players that will build around their game and actually make their game stronger. And, and I think that's, you said it right, man. I, I think what we are, what is frustrating, you know, veteran players is that we want the opportunity to help the game. We want to help make things better because we're invested, uh, you know, in each other, like players I've never met. Like dudes, I might have you know shot on the battlefield or uh, exchanged posts with. Like, I, like I'm invested in in trying to help making their gaming experience better. Just like I want to make it better for me. Uh, I want to make the community, the, you know, the gaming community stronger because I've met some great people playing this game. Uh, and that's and that's kind of where I'm coming from on it. Is it's you, you've got a a population of people that want to help, but what we're, but nobody's answering the door. We're knocking and ringing the doorbell to try to see if we can help. And nobody's, nobody's coming to the table, but you can look around the neighborhood and you see a lot of other houses with, you know, people throwing the doors open and going, Hey, come on in. Let's talk. That's, that's literally the feeling I'm getting right now. If I have one thing to say to the CCP higher ups is the game has potential. Like the game has been through a lot the player base has been butthurt and cried about a lot of shit, but, oh, excuse my language, but it's just, it, it has potential because of what the game is, the essence of the game, what people love about the game, it's still there. It hasn't changed. Yes, there are balancing problems and problems here or there, but that's not, 
the point. We're still here because there is something still attracting us to this game, something that we still love, and that that's the community. So I I, I hope TCP realizes this because the community is is really strong and tight together. The corps, they're real. Everyone's real close friends. It's a really social game. And I just hope the CCP could join in on this and not be so quiet about some details and be more open about what they are doing, what they're implementing, and let us help them, not just through ideas and forum posts that people feel might be ignored, but let, give us more power, more power to propel this game forward to last much longer, to attract more players, to make us feel a lot of vets could come back if they felt like there's a lot more development coming to this game. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm with you, man. I I remember, um, yeah, I, I think something struck me when you were just talking there is like, you know, they're working, like Rattati works very hard on balancing the mechanics in the game. And like you said, I, I, I'm hands down, I'm a fan. I, I think he is, I think he's doing a great job. He's probably, he and Logi Bro have probably done more in, you know, two and a half months, three months than I saw in the first year of dust development in terms of, you know, trying to get things right uh, and, and actually delivering. So uh, hats off to him big time, but it's kind of interesting is that the, the biggest strength about any of these games that they've got, like dust being one is, is really the, the players who make up the, the base, you know, like who is the player base. Um, and if they could figure out a way to, help the player base like they've been helping you know plasma rifle mechanics man that would be you know they could have a powerful combination on on their hands uh that would reinvigorate a lot of stuff and, and you know it would help both the dust and legion i mean if they're truly separate you know separate games which i, I think it's i think it's a little bit of folly to say that they that they're totally separate games um but it, it would help both of those enterprises i think uh, so no, I think you're I think you're spot on with that, John. Um, so let's we'll kind of move on from the uh, from the you know what the what the frack CCP segment, and uh, we'll kind of move on into something a little bit different. Uh, I was just kind of curious, and this is going to be totally off topic, by the way. Has nothing to do with dust, unless anybody has anything to uh, to pitch on it. I'm curious. Uh, total pop culture reach out here. Anybody got any movies, TV shows, or anything like that that they're really fired up to watch, see, read, or whatever? Anybody? Iron Wolf, you can go first. I want to I give see you raising Alien, your hand. I want to give Alien Isolation a um, go, maybe a rent at least. That thing it looks hark- pretty legit. It, it, it harkens back to the very first Alien, Alien movie, which was the only horror movie from back then that still scares me today because... Most of those horror movies back then, I look at them today, and they're like comedies. <laughs> no, I think that's no. It, it it looks pretty looks pretty good. How about you, Zell? Well, you see, my first my first um, console game uh, that that I played was um, a Legend of Zelda title, and so that's that's always been kind of my uh, my go to. And uh, so I have in my hand right now, in fact, and I, I haven't actually tried it yet. Is I have Hyrule Warriors. Um, which is not a, a conventional Zelda game. It's actually um, a Zelda-branded uh, Dynasty Warriors game, which I've never played that either. So, you know, um, I'm looking forward to opening it and trying it, but I haven't really found the time to break out the Wii U yet. 
Okay. No, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, John, how about you, man? And he's compiling code. Um, for me, uh, I've got a, a buddy of mine uh, from Agony, Agony Unleashed on the East Side. He's been really pumping up uh, Shadows of Mordor. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give that a go. I've heard he's, about that one in the in the uh, online to do's lately. Yeah, he's he is highly you know highly positive about it. He said basically if you took um, you know kind of the whole Lord of the Rings sort of IP sort of that that war that whole world and the lore that's associated with it says it's captured extremely well. So it's so the backdrop of the game is known. It's it's a really really well captured. Uh, um, captured game but you have a baseline like an assassin's creed style game but with arkham asylum kind of combat mechanics uh he says it works extremely well he's like basically there's nothing nothing really really like um earth shaking about you know what they've done and he said you could probably find uh good sampling he, this is that's why it's easy for him to describe it's like you take lord of the rings and you figure out how to take Assassin's Creed and uh, Arkham Asylum and you know maybe a little bit of Bioshock and you put it together in a way that works and he said that's basically the game and he I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty keen to try it out um, and as for something to watch I will have to give a plug out to uh, to to the DC TV universe uh, I was a big fan of the Arrow or still am saw the uh, the yep. Flash premiere Yep, watch that too. Things pretty damn good. It's, Definitely it's not very bad. well done. Very well done. I mean, it is like the the only downside to me is it does feel very 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 smallville, very back to the basics. Um, you know, the the same to do that caused the hero also will cause the freak of the week villains. You know. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I mean, I I will have to say though is they they did it again really well oh um, yeah it, it was well done no no doubt now the one the only beef i have with it is uh i don't i don't know who the actor is that plays barry allen the you know the flash but they desperately need to get that kid to a gym and like give him some steroids like seriously <laughs> i mean yeah, it's he, possible to get the lean and fit build no 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 he's no you don't did you see it did no, but show? I'm assuming he looks like a twig and yeah. instead of a lean and fit. Okay, so do you remember in the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, like where he wakes up in the morning and he's putting his clothes on for high school, and you know he looks like a scarecrow, and then yeah. like the, the morning after when he uh, when he gets bitten by the the radioactive spider, you know he he looks as though he's gone to uh, Gold's Gym for like the last eighteen months, right? Okay. The kid that plays the Flash doesn't look like he's gone to Gold's Gym for the last eighteen months. No, but there was the whole "I've got abs" thing. Yeah, those aren't abs; those are ribs. <laughs> we call that a washboard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that being said, I mean, and, and, yeah, I'm joking around, but but the the guy actually does a really good job. I I I think they've hit most of the characters spot on. They're definitely kind of. I like the fact that they're See, keeping shorter with the uh, the arrow sort of vibe to it i don't know any of the characters in the flash universe outside of you know the flash, the flash. so <laughs> there's 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 so much they can they they could screw around with that franchise to no end and i wouldn't even know the difference um well, 
it, it's very different than Arrow, though. They're they're connected, like, you know. They're they're it's a spinoff, but there's like almost no similarity in the shows themselves. Well, the the characters are like it's kind of interesting. Like the Arrow has always been like the original Green Arrow was a much more darker kind of kind of guy. In uh, the modern the modern Green Arrow is definitely not a really nice dude. Uh, he's he's not nearly as easy to get along with as Batman on a bad day. Let me put it that way. Um, but the flash has always been a much more upbeat sort of superhero. So, and I think the show reflects that, but generally I think they did a great job with it and I'm looking forward to, to seeing it some more. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Um, and, uh, speaking of DC shows, have you watched Gotham at all? I have, and I, I have been pleasantly surprised. It is, it's definitely not inside any, any of the, like sort of story storyline universes or anything like that of any of the other Batman uh, offerings that I've seen, but it's, it's really well done. I, I was, it wasn't great, you know, but it was definitely very well done. It's a, it's a very novel approach at how, you know, at, at that part of, um, you know, that part of like the DC Batman mythos. Yeah. Um, it's i mean they screwed with so much of it that like it, this is definitely one of those um where they're not making any real attempt to keep it anywhere close to you know previous versions um it, it seems pretty out there but it's really well done and I, i've really enjoyed watching it so far well that it's, one, it's we really well acted that's, that that's yeah. the big thing is it's you know if they had not called it gotham and called it anything else and just changed some of the names it would still be a pretty good show. It's just the fact that they, that they, you know, like I said, they overlay kind of the lore, the DC lore in there. Um, so it, like I said, it's pretty interesting, but I, I'm kind of keen to see what happens. Like, let's say that show lasts five years, then Bruce Wayne will be in high school. Is he going to be like, like curb stomping bullies in high school or something, trying to get ready to be a Batman. I'm kind of curious to see how that works out. Let's well, it's see. okay. It's okay every once in a while to be breaking the lore, especially when the original lore in question did it doesn't make too much fantastical sense. Oh come on! What do you mean doesn't make sense? He's he's got like more money than you know friggin' Warren Buffett. Like I'm sure he come up with the uh, the Batmobile and a really really cool snazzy skin tight bulletproof shirt. Just saying that some of these hero hero origin stories were very silly at the time. Oh no, I don't get well like the original Flash, like like back in the twenties or something, uh, the guy I think the character's name was Jay Garrick. It wasn't Barry Allen, and he wore I want to say like a red shirt with a big lightning bolt across it, blue pants, and he had a like a World War One pith helmet with like Mercury wings on it. So and, and he got and he got his powers from like inhaling like radioactive water vapors or something like that. It was, it was pretty crazy. So you're absolutely right. Some of this stuff's kind of far fetched Batman. At least there's, it was plausible you know, is the way I would describe it. Uh, but no, yeah, that, that was, that was sort of my pop culture shot for the, uh, for the week. I've, I was really enjoying that. I saw the flash and uh, I thought that was pretty good. And want to give a shout out to uh, shadows of Mordor. And there's not a lot of other games right now that I'm, I'm really looking into um, I'm, there's quite a few that are, you know, quote unquote being developed or whatever um, that are out there that, that kind of have my, eye, but 
games that you can actually play, that would probably be the one that I would I would say is uh, on my checkout list. And I got a lot a lot of people I know are really getting into Diablo three. I've I think I played the original Diablo. I've I just I've never really gotten into it too much though. Three is a far cry from one. I mean, it has more in common with two, but it's still a far cry from two even. Okay, in a good way or different? Just different. Uh, it's different, and it's good in its own way. I mean, there's fans of Diablo 2 that are still pissed off at Diablo 3. Um, the online uh, requirement, okay. requirement's one of those things. But overall, it's 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 an enjoyable dungeon grind game. There have been other dungeon grind games that have done it better. Uh, a free-to-play one to try out would be um, Path of Exile. The graphics are a little on the low end, but mechanics is a little bit up there. Okay. No, I mean, that, that's a... That's a that's a good piece of dope, man. We'll have to I'll have to maybe check that one out. And if yeah. you're willing to spend some dough or just get the demo of it, uh, the other one to try would be what was it? I don't know what was it. Let me look. It's in my library collection. <laughs> yeah, you Torch know, my, Torchlight. Torch. I've heard of that. That's okay. I, I may have to it, may have to dig Torchlight that. Torchlight was made from some of the developers of the original Diablo game. Oh no, kidding. Okay. You know, I tell you what, my my uh, throwback game for of the uh, of the day is Gauntlet. I I remember playing that in the arcade when I was like a little kid, and uh, I never failed to get all. It's I love those four player, you know, top down, you know, button mash dungeon grind games. Those things are awesome. The, the uh, it's any any it, I can just see it now. Like Caldari Assault needs health badly. If I could get that, if if, if they could add that sound effect to Dust. The gauntlet, you know, needs health badly. Uh, that would be straight money right there. Well, if you enjoy Gauntlet so much, they released a new um, version of it and September twenty third. No, I'm yeah, I'm tracking that. Uh, absolutely tracking that. Yeah, I played Gauntlet on a Nintendo sixty four, and that was a very fun party game back then. Before we had multiplayer online being a big thing. Yeah, no, I, uh, that'd be the kind of thing that we would get together and like drink incredibly cheap beer and play when i was in college um i would say the most trouble thing about it though in order to get your fourth player you had to go get you had to go get the memory stick <laughs> now that man i barely even remember that but now you're right the uh all right well i think in the interest of time since we've been going a fair amount we have had some kind of fun and some kind of serious conversation tonight we'll kind of move right on into shout outs um Really interesting show, as I say every week, and that's sort of my trademark. I'm, I'm gonna call it interesting because somebody that's listening will think it's interesting, or it's interesting that we're still doing the podcast if you don't think we're interesting. So how about <laughs> that? The um, but uh, we we ca- we we had an incredibly in-depth uh, CPM review from Trizel. In fact, it was so good and near NDA breaking that Iron Wolf Saber had to jump in midstream to shut him up. Uh, and then we, t- we talked a little bit about, uh, sort of the, the, you know, you know, kind of the, the, uh, the, the healthy skepticism that, that surrounds kind of the state of dust and Legion, which, and, and I think that's a good way to, to capture it. It's healthy skepticism. It's not, uh, n- you know, nobody's throwing, you know, throwing bombs or, you know, screaming foul. It's just, uh, you know, there, there's a, uh, Sec, you know, older segments of the community, you know, are looking for maybe different things than what CCP is uh, capable or, or perhaps even 
and, and you know, maybe worst case willing to, to engage us on. So, and again, no emotion is just kind of is what it is. Uh, but I think we all agree that the community is this definitely the strongest part of the game. Uh, and, and I think that's a healthy thing right now. And I think it's going to be healthy going forward. And as I think without paraphrasing John too much, uh, I think where me and him are coming from is I think it could be so much better if the dev side and the community side would meet more in the middle and, and try to figure out how to collaborate a little bit. But um, thank you. With that, uh, I'll give a shout out to Agony Unleashed on the on the uh, Eve side. They are currently duking it out with some folks in Catch. Uh, they've been doing it all weekend. I'll probably try to hop on a little bit later and join in with them. Uh, great group of guys to fly with. The exact same atmosphere uh, in that corp that uh, I had in Dust with OSG or still have in Dust with OSG. And it's one of those things, it's, it's a mark on the wall about all these CCP games that uh, I played Eve for a long time, like many years ago, but I, I left and I kept coming back and leaving, mostly because I played solo. Well, I didn't even know that Dust was part of Eve for a long, you know, for a long time when I first saw Dust on the PS3. Dust made me get back into Eve, uh, and I found a corp in Dust that I'd never found in Eve, and I learned, very, you know, that's what I was missing on the Eve side was like the social part of the game. And I was, I've been very, very lucky. I've only been in one corp on the dust side ever. And that's OSG and I'll, I'll stay there. Um, and agony is the first, uh, big boy corp that I've, I've been involved with. And I can't imagine, you know, I mean, it take a pretty traumatic series of events to, to depart that group. Uh, it's a very classy group of guys just like it. And it reminds me a lot of OSG. So it tells me that, uh, balancing the community, with the same level of detail and fervor that you balance a game mechanic is a powerful tool if you're trying to build a long-term game or a long-term community. So that was my shout out slash, you know, homage to uh, the corp and social structure of CCP games. Uh, Iron Wolf Saber, shout outs. I like to give a shout out to my guild on Final Fantasy 11 on Leviathan, uh, 14 on Leviathan server. Uh, they've been great help to, um, to me these last few days, keeping me interested in um, all sorts of games. Yeah, I was somewhat down this week in terms of emotions, and they've been there for support. Um, I also like to give a shout out to CCP Rotati and Logibro for all the hard work they keep doing. I keep seeing all the stuff that they're working on, and it's pretty amazing. I hope um, they can start sharing it with um, you guys pretty soon. Cool. Uh, and John Ripper? I'd like to give a shout out to Jadek. He's been helping me a lot recently with a lot of different subjects. A shout out to Killer12. He's been helping me get started with Eve. And a shout out to CCP Ratati. I really like the job he's doing. I'm actually really, really impressed. Uh, thank you, CCP Ratati. And thank you, everyone, for helping me out. Awesome, man. And seriously, really appreciate you coming on tonight, John. It was uh, we, we wanted to try to get you on the show before, and it just kind of worked out uh, slow week, but it was a really fun conversation. We hope you you'll come back again, man. Seriously. Yeah, well, I'm really shy. <laughs> you, you would never get that from your forum post, too, man. But there's going to be a heavy <laughs> demand for your presence, John. It's 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 going to be. I mean, there's we're going to have people beating down the door, being like, "Why isn't John on your show this week? Where's John?" Well, no, no, no. The trick is we, we tell them that it really wasn't John Ripper; it was one of his alts. And Sryzel, shout outs, brother. My shout out goes to John for coming coming on the podcast and classing it up. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, I can I can buy that, man. That's good stuff. All right. So uh, we're going to bring episode 26 of Biomass to a close. And uh, again, really appreciate everybody. We, sorry it wasn't on the live stream. Like I said, you, if you're listening to this, you know it wasn't on the live stream because you probably got it off iTunes or you got off the biomass.net website. So uh, the only thing I've got left to offer is what you going to do when the world's strongest of our guns run wild on you? <laughs> <laughs>